Lovers. Welcome to Taylor Lovers. I'm, I'm Carly. I'm Jenna. And today we're going to be talking about... Fearless. Fearless. Yes. But before we get into the song, since the last time you and I recorded, Carly, mm-hmm. Taylor, that wild woman... She has dropped some bombs on us. Has dropped some bombs. We are recording this on October 4th of 2021, mm-hmm. so God only knows what else is coming our way. <laughs> But <laughs> what was it like two weeks ago that she dropped Wildest Dreams Taylor's version? Yes, out of nowhere. Out of the clear blue sky. Oh, are we going to talk about that first? Let's talk about that okay. first. Okay, yes. Let's kick off the section of Taylor updates. <laughs> Taylor updates. Um, by talking about Wildest Dreams. So, background. Yeah. Am I correct in my understanding that the reason she released it is because it, the original song was trending on TikTok? Correct. That okay. is the reason she gave. Got it. And is it like when a song is used on TikTok, does do the owners of that music like get paid from that usage? I think they do. Okay. I think it's not a lot. Like it's probably like pennies per use. Sure. But but there is some monetization of like is. copyrighted material I'm used on TikTok. Pretty sure. Probably. And that's I, a power move. It totally is. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say about that. And I think that because um, she has taken down all of her other music that she doesn't own off of TikTok. Right. So I I do think there is money involved. Okay, that makes Um, sense. But I thought that was genius. So great. So good for her. (laughs) Um, And also, wow, it was so good. It's so good. I loved it. What was like... For you, when you listened to it, Mm -hmm. was there a moment where something happened or you heard something about it and you thought, oh my gosh, this is different? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I had headphones on when I listened to it the first time, which totally makes a difference because you can't really hear this as clearly on a speaker, which Mm -hmm. is how I've listened to it since then. Um, But there are some moments that, and I can't think in my, uh, at the very moment, Mm -hmm. like where in the song they happen, Mm -hmm. but there are like little moments that it's like almost like weird electronic noises happening. Ooh, Do you know what I'm talking I about? Think, I think so. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to like <laughs> sound like an idiot, but it sounds like a little bit like a beep boop boop kind of like. Oh no, I do know what you're talking about. <laughs> I want to like pause the recording and listen to it so that we can actually call it out, but I won't do that do you because want to? no, that's okay. okay. We'll, we'll we'll stay on task. I don't want to get us completely derailed, but I think I do know what you're talking about. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I mean, also like her vocals are are I don't I don't even think they're like significantly different mm-hmm. than like the originals. Yeah, but um, I mean like the part at the end where she's like the very last mm-hmm. time where she's singing say you'll remember me and like in the background she's like doing different doing harmonies fancy and the, stuff the, riffing the oz you yes. know the oz i'm talking i'm not gonna sure. try to do that on a microphone <laughs> <laughs> um that it was like whoo she like went for that yeah um and i just thought it was magical yeah it was super magical i know the uh well in in, in every refrain i thought that the little ah. Uh, uh, did sound a lot different. Yeah. Like in a nice, but there was just something very artful about the transition from note to note that yeah. sounded totally different from the original that I thought was beautiful. And um, when you were saying just now <laughs> about how you're like, I'm not going to try to do it in the microphone. It just made me think of something funny. There was this, uh, when Lover came out, 
I still had like a Tumblr account at the time Mm -hmm. and I followed some Taylor blogs and I remember somebody made this post that kind of went viral and had like a million reblogs and it was just like, if you ever (laughs) just said, it's like, if you ever want to know what um, a dying coyote on the side of the highway sounds like, just (laughs) join, join me in the car while I belt along to cruel summer. (laughs) Honestly, though. How does anybody sound good singing that? No one does except her. Yeah. She just added, she she found a formula that only she sounds good doing and the yeah. rest of us will sound like dying coyotes on the side of the highway. And it's kind of the same thing with Wildest Dreams, I think. Yeah. Um but yeah, so that was a that was a huge bombshell. Oh, and I feel like it bears discussing briefly yeah. that I love the cover art for the single. Yes. It was so cute. I love it. Yeah, it was very cute and I liked that um so I guess for people who haven't seen it, people listening to this podcast probably have seen it. Um, she's wearing uh, a sweatshirt that's white and it has kind of, you know, um, maybe like tricolored stripes across it and mm-hmm. has sunglasses on and her hair is kind of, you know, summery and wispy. Yeah. And I um, just appreciated how uh, on brand it was with the original photo shoot for 1989. Yeah. like Because I remember uh, there's a really badass picture of her. Um, it was kind of used as the header for the iTunes page for 1989 where she's in like a uh, white tank top. Yes, yes, you know what I'm talking I about do. with the Ray-Bans and her hair is all blowing. And Iconic. I thought like it looks so um, I love that it was uniform with that because it, yeah. it, but still different. So it kind mm-hmm. of just evoked a little bit of nostalgia. I saw that and I thought like that feels familiar but still new. And yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I was at work. This is the first time that I've been in the office at work when Taylor has dropped something unexpected um everything else that's been leading up to this we've been working from home and so i could easily scream and jump and run around my apartment and act like a crazy person but here i was at work and i had seen somebody the night before post something about like taylor's gonna announce something tomorrow and so i was kind of like keeping my eye on instagram and then when she announced it i like jumped up out of my chair my coworker Jess also likes Taylor Swift. I was like, Jess. She was like, I know. And I was like, what is going on? And then like my other coworkers, because we work in an open office, so like everybody in our little pod like can see us, hear us, and everything. And um I was like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I'm What's happy happening? to have new content, but like I thought we were in the red era. Right. What are we doing in 1989? And she was like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like, I went on this huge rant about how like, I love red. It's like my second favorite album of hers. And I wanted red to have its moment. And I'm, (laughs) I love 1989 and like wildest dreams is great, but that's a summer album and we're in fall and like it's fall weather finally. And this whole thing. And my coworker, Adam, who is very nice and not at all paying attention to what's going on with Taylor Swift looked at me when I was done rambling and he was like, I understood every individual word you just said. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, honestly, Adam, I'm not even going to try to explain it because I know you don't care that much. And it would take too long. It would take too long. I was like, it's Taylor Swift. That's all you need to know. And he was like, okay. And then... The next day, um, this girl, Annie, who we work with, also, like, I work with really nice people. Um, 
And they're very kind to let me. I mean, this was like an all day thing that I just like, every time I'd settle down, somebody would say something and I would pop back up and be like, and by the way. (laughs) Taylor Swift (laughs) released a single out of nowhere today. Um, The next day, Annie came in and she was like, Jenna, um, I blame you for this happening. Every TikTok I saw last night was about this Wildest Dreams <gasps> song. And she's like, I don't listen to Taylor Swift. I don't pay attention to Taylor Swift. She was like, I don't have any, like, you know, bad feelings about it or anything. I just, it's not my kind of music. And she's like, is like, uh, she said, the only reason I knew what was going on is because you talked about it all day yesterday. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I think our phones are listening to us. Oh, they absolutely are. And I think (laughs) it was like, oh, she wants to hear this new Taylor Swift song. And she was like, she didn't even know that, like, my friend Annie didn't know that, like, she was re-releasing her music. She was like, wait, what do you mean this album already came out? What's going on? And I had to, like, explain the whole thing to her. So she was, like, so far, like, not in this conversation. And it, like... I talked about it so much that it took over her TikTok page. That's hilarious. No, sidebar though, I I always used to be one of those people who would be like, oh, calm down. You know, Alexa's not listening to you. What she is. They definitely are. Yeah. Because Bill, and now it's weird because Bill and I will get targeted ads for things that we individually have no interest in, but the other person has talked about or has been Googling. Weird. Because I, I don't remember what it was, but I remember I was like, why in God's name am I getting an ad for Blankety Blank? And Bill was like, yeah. I was on Amazon all day yesterday looking for one of those. And I was like, they how do they know we're... But like, we're not <laughs> using the same devices. We both have our yeah. own devices and we're both logged in. Like he's logged into his account. And I'm logged into my account. And yeah. like, they know. They know we live in the same house. I'm like, this is fucking insane. Anyway. It's crazy. So I believe that TikTok was definitely listening and heard you all day. and was like, oh, Annie wants some Taylor Swift content. Here you go. Um, So God bless my poor coworkers who are going to have to put up with this who knows how many other times that Taylor announces things. She randomly drops stuff. Should um, Should we discuss the other big piece of news? We should. Yes. So Red... Uh, Taylor's version mm-hmm. has uh, been moved up for release by one week, by a whole by week. By a whole week. November 12th. November 12th, um, which is wild because, yeah. well, first of all, it affects our whole marketing plan yes, for, this po- <laughs> for this podcast. <laughs> we were trying to make like a whole plan about, oh, our release our release week and everything leading up to the premiere and social media and all this stuff. And we're like, great. Now we got to bump all that back by a week. Yeah. Which is fine. We're doing this for fun. It's all for fun. Yeah. It can be, it could be a little bit haphazard. It's not a big deal, but um, it's very exciting. Also, mildly inconvenient, granted, that we both <laughs> took off work so that we could, although I guess this actually, well, yeah. To, to finish my sentence, we both took off work so that we could stay up till midnight and listen to this album. If I remember correctly, uh, the following day for mm-hmm. you was a day that you had to go into work because it was the winter show. Or yeah. It was, yeah, winter yeah. show. It's the first day of winter first show. First day of winter yeah. show. So this kind of might be a blessing in disguise. It absolutely yeah. is. It's much more convenient for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I don't know, you know, what your schedule is like that week. I can probably shift some things around. I, um, 
I took off work that entire week, actually, <laughs> for multiple reasons. What Taylor was a big part of that reason, mm. but it's tech week for a show that I'm directing, a play that I'm directing at a university. So I thought, oh, I'll be kind to myself and I can stay up all night and listen to Taylor Swift. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe I'll just go into work that Monday and then maybe I'll move that Monday to Friday. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So that we can still have our release party, which yes. is going to be epic. It is going to be so fun. I can't wait. Um, also, this is beneficial because I haven't told you this yet, but I have to get my wisdom teeth taken out. Boo. And the oh. date that they had for me to do that was the 22nd of November, <gasps> which is like just a few days after. After the part, yeah, the, the original release It date. was supposed to come out. They, oh. they asked me originally, they were like, how about the 19th? You were like... Frick no. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's a bad day for me for work, which is true. It's not a lie. But the first thing I thought was, um, no, no, I am not going to miss Red Taylor's version at midnight because I'm getting my teeth taken out. Are you kidding? <laughs> um, but anyway, I now I've got a week between Red coming out and my wisdom teeth coming Beautiful. out. <laughs> so, it's meant to be. I think it'll be much better for us in the long run. I have a feeling that you you know how people... Have you ever had any major dental surgery done or anything like that? No. So I, we've talked about this before. You, you and I both have a very profound fear of saying shit that yeah. we don't want people to know. Yeah. I have a feeling you're going to be perfectly fine. I don't think you're going to say anything <laughs> incriminating. I think that you will talk a lot about Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, the good news is... is that your mom is well, going to take you? My mom's going to take me. Okay. Um, I can't afford anesthesia because it's not covered by my insurance. How is that not covered by insurance? It's a great question. Um, the American healthcare system sucks, but That's I up. can afford nitrous oxide, which is like well, laughing, laughing gas. gas. Yeah, I'll get the job done. So I'm basically gonna be loopy, but not like unconscious. And so I feel like I'm in a real good space. Like I, first of all, I think you're totally right that I'm only going to want to talk about Red Taylor's version. Probably. Um, and second of all, I will be, I think, coherent enough that that barrier of that one thing that I don't want to bring up in front of my mom will stay up. Oh, yeah. I think so. Whereas who knows what I would say if I was on Otherwise. anesthesia. You know, but, some dentists will let you pick music to listen to. God help those dentists if they decide to let me do that. Because they might. They're going to be trying to get teeth out of my mouth, and I'm going to be singing all too well. <laughs> and you call me up again. Break me like a promise. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, my God, hold her down. <laughs> Make her stop. Also, unfortunately, it's in the rules that I had to sign before I could get this done mm -hmm. that they're not, we're not allowed to bring any recording devices or like cell phone cameras Aww. into the room when I'm recovering. And I'm like, this was going to be content for our podcast. Damn it. <laughs> you know, that probably is to, I, that seems silly because I feel like if it was up to you, like if, if, if you consented yeah. to being recorded, it should be fine. It is, it's a shame because it would have been great to I see know. like punch drunk Jenna talking about <laughs> Taylor Swift. Um, also though, I can imagine that perhaps the reason they do that is to protect the patients from potentially saying something incriminating and then having it get out. That's true. Further than the one person who maybe is in there. Perhaps. That's true. Imagine how many, imagine how many <laughs> like, not to like uh, use the title of a Taylor Swift song, it's just a coincidence. 
was gonna say, imagine how many illicit affairs have been exposed <laughs> by people who were on laughing gas. I mean, very possible. Like husbands just come in, or or a wife just comes in. The husband's like, oh, by the way, I've been cheating on you for ten years. Also, the wrong name right. or something. <laughs> Right. Oh, Teresa. Uh-huh. Who the <laughs> F is Teresa? <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So big news in Taylor world. Yeah. We are excited to have new content. Yes. Um, I'm a little nervous every Thursday and Friday to get on social media to see what she's going to do next. It's happen. But uh, all good stuff. So without further ado. Mm-hmm. Should we get into the song? Yeah, let's talk about the song. Okay. So we are talking about, again, Fearless by Taylor Swift, the title, the titular ti- the titular track <laughs> of uh, her second album. Her second, right? Yes. yes. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a little bit of a moment. I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah, so this song was written by Taylor Swift, obviously, along with Liz Rose and Hillary Lindsay, who, am I correct in thinking that that's a name we haven't seen before? I Yes, Okay, that is correct. Great. And it was produced by Nathan Chapman and Taylor Swift. Oh, production credit. Is that her first one? Did she have any production credits on the debut? Her first one. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. And the hidden message on this song is, I loved you before I met you. I have so many things to, to say about this, but I'll wait until we Gonna get wait. to our opinions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, the song was released as a promotional single on October 14th, 2008 through iTunes Countdown to Fearless. It was also the fifth and final single from the album released to radio stations on January 3rd, 2010. So Jenna talked me through this before we started recording the difference for uh, young people, including ourselves, who um, you know might not know this back in the back in the olden days, um, <laughs> between a promotional single and um, just like a regular single, is that um, a promotional single was released just to iTunes, but not to radio stations, and so you could purchase it for I guess at the time it was like ninety nine cents or a dollar sixty nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and listen to it, but it was not um, available for radio play. It was not able to chart or anything like that. Um, I mean, iTunes chart, I'm sure. Um, right. But it wasn't available to, for example, like get onto the Billboard Hot 100 or whatever. Um, and then in January, uh, when it was the fifth single off the album to be released, that's whenever it got out onto radio stations. You got it. Gotcha. Um, so about its chart performance, it debuted and peaked at number nine on the Billboard Hot 100, um, which is pretty great, especially considering it's the fifth single on the al- yeah fifth single on the album. Yeah, it spent 15 non-consecutive weeks on the Hot 100. Uh, it peaked at number 10 on the Hot Country chart, where it spent a total of 19 weeks. I think that was interesting. Yeah, I just wanted to say really quickly yeah. that. Um, I thought it was interesting that it peaked lower than it did on the Billboard Hot 100. Mm-hmm. It was number nine on the Billboard Hot 100, but yeah. 10 on Hot Country. Yeah. But it spent longer on Hot Country than it did on the Hot 100, which I think is maybe a signal of her audience growing mm. from just the country fans to the pop fans, too. Yeah. The pop fans... And the country fans got it to number nine on the Hot 100. Right. But only kept it there for 15 weeks. Hmm. The country fans got it to number 10, but kept it there for, for 19 longer. weeks. So mm-hmm. I just thought that was an interesting moment of like her genre transition. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyway, sorry. That, no, that is interesting. Yeah, it's like it'll be, and it'll be even more interesting as we talk about Speak Now, and then we get into Red and stuff to see right. how uh, that how the songs are charting on country versus pop until she yeah. goes to until she gets to 1989, and then the like massive difference, obviously, that happens right. there. Um, so the promotional single, so that's the version that was released in October just to iTunes, um, was certified gold uh, by the Recording Industry Association of America, that's the RIAA, um, for the sale of over 500,000 units on October 12, 2009, before its official release to radio stations as a single in January, um, therefore becoming the first single to be certified gold before being released as an official single. Insane. Setting records all day, <laughs> every day. Um <laughs> Fearless uh, was certified platinum by the RIAA on October 24th, 2012. And Fearless Taylor's version debuted at number 71 on the Billboard Hot 100, 14 on the Hot Country Songs chart, and 36 on the Rolling Stone Top 100. Um, And it's just so cool. I mean, even 71, which is like low on the Billboard Hot 100, but for it to be a song that was released before. Yeah. To then just do as well as it did is amazing. And especially on the country uh, station. Yeah. Which is super cool considering how long she had been out of the country game. Yeah. Like before that album came out. For sure. Yeah. Really, really neat. I mean, 71 and 14 for a song that came out in 2008. In 2008, right. It's pretty good. Uh-huh. Um, this song won award-winning songs and publisher of the year at the 2010 BMI Awards. Um, a quote from Taylor about this song is, no matter how many breakup songs you write, no matter how many times you get hurt, you will always fall in love again. Aww. When I wrote Fearless, I wasn't dating anyone. I wasn't even in the beginning stages of dating anyone. I really was all by myself out on tour and I got this idea for a song about the best first date. I think that sometimes when you're writing love songs, you don't write them about what you're going through at the moment. You write about what you wish you had. Maybe some people do, Taylor. People like you. I don't think everybody does. And especially not ones that are this good. Yeah, this is a really good song. This is a great song Mm -hmm. about a fantasy. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of songs like that on this album. And I think it's very impressive. And also, like... I don't want to speak for all teenage girls, but I will say for me personally, I would do something similar to this when I was this age Yeah. of like imagining scenarios of like, oh, like what if, you know, I went out with this person or like, what if this happened or, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. write songs. I would write stories because right. I like to write fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, but so interesting to see a different person's interpretation of this but like it also I think maybe is one of the reasons why she feels so relatable because it's like here she is a pop star she wrote this while she was on tour opening for some of the biggest country artists in the country yeah and she was able to get like tap into the same feelings that I felt when I was that age. It is that is pretty cool. It is it is super relatable you're right because yeah it's 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 essentially the same thing as the same thing that any like red-blooded you know kid at that age would do if they were dreaming about what they wish they had except it's just the way it's just the way she did it um and that was really sweet it was that was um actually really surprising whenever i read that because Mm -hmm. again i had no context or knowledge of anything on this album you know prior to to Taylor's version coming out i knew a couple of the songs but that was pretty much it and yeah I, i had always imagined uh, we'd get to this one and you'd be like, oh, and this was about this person. 
And I would be, you know, like, oh, wow, I didn't know, you know, yeah. the, whoever the Jake Gyllenhaal was at the time, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and to, to learn that it wasn't is just kind of like, yeah, girl. Absolutely, because yeah. uh-huh. I feel like sometimes people attribute the success of a song to mm. the relationship that caused her to, to the write experience, it. yeah. And I love having a perfect example of one where it's like, no, bitch, this was just her. <laughs> yeah. Just being a genius. It's a it's a an early death by a thousand cuts situation, yeah. right? Yeah. Or even I mean, we'll get to this a, lot in a, of them. a little bit, but um Love Story. Oh yeah. Same thing. Yeah. I mean that one was based a little bit more on her personal experience, but mm-hmm. I mean she wasn't actually, you know, in a castle at a garden party. <laughs> in a ball or gown. Yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, um the music video is a compilation of uh, like footage from her live performances. Yes. And um, her, there was a writer from MTV News named Jocelyn Vina who interpreted the music video to be Swift's love letter to her fans as it showed an inside view of what it's like to go on tour. So that was really sweet. And I, a kind of similar to the I'm Only Me When I'm With yeah, You video. The one that had like Abigail in it a bunch and that kind of yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Um, but Whereas that one felt a little bit more relatable because she's just being a regular old teenager. And mm-hmm. um, this one was more of... Um, Tour life. More more stardom. Like, more yeah. of like, no, she's she's a superstar now. <laughs> um, but I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. Did you have any particular things you want to say about the music No, video? I also thought of um, I'm Only Me When I With You when I watched it. But I did yeah. think it was cute. And I, I think that... I will just say, like, I think what's so charming about her is that even even with it being a video that is very clearly about a superstar, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're watching her play to, you know, thousands and thousands of people and all this stuff. She, I like just the way she's goofy. Yeah. Um, and any time, like, whenever, I think there was one shot where she was backstage and she did have her, like, sparkly tour dress on, but she was, like, looking at the camera funny or, like, making the little, she might have been doing the little heart thing or something. And yeah. just being, like... I, I I still see the goofy teen, and that's so nice. Yeah. You know, and I, I yeah. feel like that never left. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. She's she seems like a very fun person to yeah, be around. She does. Um, notable live performances. So I have a handful here. I don't really fe- feel like any one of them particularly stood out more mm-hmm. than the others. I think it was kind of interesting to see the evolution of her own vocal performance from um, it. This was I. I should have written this down. I believe I read that this was the first song that she performed live from this album. Oh, okay. Like on a TV show. Mm -hmm. So she performed it on David Letterman. And so I don't think this was her first live performance on a talk show. I think it was the first one from this album. Okay. That makes sense. sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And then obviously she played it on the Fearless tour. The Speak Now tour. One thing that I wanted to say, and I couldn't find a good video of it, mm-hmm. but I read, um, we will get to this concert when we get to Speak Now, but when she played her Speak Now tour in Foxborough, Stadi- or Foxborough Massachusetts, Gillette Stadium, yes, which we talked about in one of the recent episodes. Oh, yeah. Um, that was the show that was the rain show that was like it was like pouring <gasps> the magical down rain. one yeah and she just kept playing through the whole thing and it's like an iconic moment in taylor swift history i'm pretty sure i read that um the rain started when she was playing fearless mm. and they said like somebody wrote 
it was funny because like she's singing about there's something about the way the street looks when so it's, when just, it's rained, just rained yeah and like the raindrops like started happening and i almost feel i got chills yeah me too i just had i was like oh is the air conditioning on too like i had like up my back just <laughs> big chills yeah it almost feels like like the whole universe was like we love the song <laughs> just like let's make it rain a little bit and then it tor- turned into this iconic oh, amazing so cool. concert mm-hmm. um and then she played it in 1989 in the Reputation tours. Mm-hmm. So, did you have any particular thoughts about those? Or? No, you know, I um I agree. Like none of them. Yeah, there wasn't anything that really was like, oh my god. Um, but of the ones that I watched, and I don't think I even watched all of them. I watched. I've seen the David Letterman one. I've seen that one before. And mm-hmm. then I watched the Fearless um, tour and then the Reputation tour. And I do think I sound like a broken record, but her vocal evolution is really notable. Yeah. It's, it's so awesome. She sounded amazing on the Reputation tour. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just uh, it oh, it makes me so happy whenever I see adult Taylor performing the songs that she wrote when she was young and doing yeah. it so proudly. Yeah. That's something that's really great. I think that sometimes when an artist evolves a lot over time, they kind of will not uh, want to go back to who they were or they like or take this new image that they've created for themselves really, really seriously and are like, oh, I've transformed. She's really good about um, just like celebrating where she came from and yeah. you can see it on her face whenever she starts singing those old songs and everyone starts freaking out and she's just like yeah I wrote this when I was 20 <laughs> and I was awesome back then and I'm awesome now it's like yes you are <laughs> yeah so uh, I had fun especially watching the reputation one I really liked and that's mm-hmm. what's so cool about her is that she she <clears throat> wrote amazing songs when she was young I she mean was a baby yeah I, I feel like comparatively like we look at the lyrics of fearless compared to the lyrics of like the lakes Mm. obviously she's evolved and Mm -hmm. like she's getting more poetic and she's more skilled with like the way that she times the notes to the beats and everything like that because she's got some like really complicated time signatures in in folklore and evermore Mm -hmm. but that doesn't make this a bad song this is still like a great song it's a beautiful song yeah great i mean this isn't the start to her career but you know great uh, second album. Yeah. And this sure. was kind of the album that, I mean, I know she was turning a lot of heads with the debut and like our song did really great and all right. that stuff. But um, this, am I correct in thinking this is the album that won, won the like record amount of Grammy? Like yeah. she was the youngest person ever to win best album, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. This was the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really do think that this was like a tra- transformational album. For sure. Yeah, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, Going off of what you mentioned about this song in the last episode we recorded, yes. where you said that this there was a line in this song <laughs> that you even noticed the first time you heard it. Yeah. I want to hear about your thoughts on the whole song and yes. Taylor's version and everything. Oh, yes. Gladly. So for the, the last episode we recorded, I talked about how in high school, even when I was very much poo-pooing Taylor Swift and like, <laughs> I'm too cool for her and blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and it was a, a lot of it was genuine because I really just didn't like country music at, at the time. Um, I still don't love it, but I was immediately like, nope, that's not my genre. I'm not going to really mm-hmm. give it the time of day. The lyric that I had heard from this song, which I think I probably heard because one of my friends was playing it at school or something that um, got me. And even in my cynical teenage years had to be like, that made me feel something mm-hmm. was just the lyric you take my hand and drag me head first fearless oh. it's just like even just saying it i get chills yeah. and i um again it's so it's just so much more evocative 
the way she writes because she writes about things happening that are so easy to see. It's like a picture. Yeah. And the, 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 the image of of somebody grabbing someone's hand Mm -hmm. and just dragging them along, but they have no fear Mm -hmm. is such a cool picture. It's right. And it's like, as a teenager, I hear that. And I think I, I want that to happen to me. I want somebody like, I want to be pulled into something that normally would be terrifying, but it's not. Mm -hmm. And just like, come on, let's do it. (laughs) Let's go. And it's, it was so cool. So that lyric has always stuck with me. And even when I was still being very cynical about Taylor Swift, it was one that bled through and really got to me. And then the other lyric that I have come to really love and every time it it builds up to it, I have to like pause and listen to it and sing along with it is um, it's the first kiss. It's flawless, really something. It's fearless. <laughs> I think it's so gorgeous. Oh, Shaki's getting emotional. It's okay, buddy. You know, this might not be a bad time to mention that I have a dog and he is often in the room with us when we're recording. Is he okay? Um, this is called reverse sneezing. Oh, it's normal. poor buddy. It's basically just like it's a just sneeze stopped. fit. See, if I had been dog sitting him and he started doing that, I would have started doing the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> I'd be like, oh my gosh, he's choking. It sounds like he's choking. He's, poor Bubby. I think he just was a little upset that attention had, had left him. <laughs> but um, my dog Shaq is always in the room with us when we yeah. record. And if you ever hear like... Tippy taps. Tippy taps. Or when I was editing one episode recently, there was a, a growl that I couldn't edit out because we were talking <laughs> over it. And you and I listened to Two Girls, One Ghost, where they're mm-hmm. always like catching EVPs on their show. And I was like, if this was Two Girls, One Ghost, you'd think we caught a demon on A tape. demon, right. But yeah. it was my dog. Yeah. Um, it's so. fine. We can leave him in because yeah. that was just him getting emotional. He also <laughs> likes the line about it, it's the first kiss. It's flawless. Really something. It's fearless. Right, Jack? It's like first kiss. I love it. Yeah, it is. It's it's a, it's such a. Um, I yeah. think it's a beautiful line, and I think that the music in the music is just so pretty in this song, mm-hmm. um, and all of the um, all of the music just really feels like it matches the lyrics really well. I love mm-hmm. that the song opens with that lyric. It, there's something about the way the street looks when it's just rain because she's playing that guitar and it's it's very high notes and it's very light and it does kind of feel and sound like. like like the pitter patter of like the last rain right there's something about it that that takes you there she's so good at that i don't know how she does that um and yeah this is a song that when when taylor's version came out and i listened to the whole thing Mm -hmm. i was like oh my gosh like i can actually bask in all of it in the way I basked in that one line when I was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a really cool experience. And I think that it's a great start to the album. Oh, yeah. It kicks it off really, really well. Um, And for my overall ranking, I feel like I've blathered on about this song a lot. So I will punt it over to you in a minute here. But my overall ranking, I give it a very, very strong 8 out of 10. The only reason that I'm not like 10 out of 10, it's perfect, is because... It is, I think it is perfect in a lot of ways. I think it's mm-hmm. beautifully crafted. I think that it's exactly the right length. I think that the lyrics are lovely. I think the music is lovely. It, It's not as evocative, which is really saying something mm-hmm. because she is such a good songwriter. It's not as evocative as the best stuff she's ever written. I'm thinking True. Love Story. I'm thinking All Too Well. 
you know, some like some of the songs on folklore. Right. Like it's it is a per- in my opinion, it is a perfect pop song, mm-hmm. but it's not above and beyond what I know she's capable of. You're grading yeah. on the Taylor scale. Exactly. Yeah. And even like with something like our song, which I gave 10 out of 10, I do think that's above and beyond. Now mm-hmm. that's might not be like the most emotional thing ever, but it is just a masterpiece. I mean, it hits every <laughs> single note. This one is beautiful and perfect, but it's not Taylor level mind blowing. Oh my God, how'd she do that? Yeah. It's just like, oh, classic Taylor. Yeah. Which... <laughs> Yes, on the Taylor scale, 8 out of 10, which is a fantastic score for me. Love this song. Oh, God, it's so good. Yes. That's, yeah, my take. Oh, <laughs> I love it. I love that you were able to, like, come back to the one <sighs> song that you had noticed the lyric from uh-huh. and, and fully enjoy the entire song. Uh-huh. Um, so I um, slacked off a little bit in my preparation for this episode. Girl, you're good. Um. So I didn't take notes, but I listened to this song about five times on my drive over here <laughs> so that I could like really think about like the parts that I wanted to to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to touch on something that you said about this being the album opener. Yeah. I was thinking on my way over here about like, is there a different song on this album that could have been a better album opener? And I strongly do not think there is. Mm-hmm. I think this like, first of all, when you read the notes of the the liner notes um, that she put in the original album about what fearless means to her, I mean that alone is reason enough to make it first on this on the album. It also just like really sets the tone because I was thinking about like what the alternatives would be of like would it be love story would it be you belong with me, and I just feel like this song encapsulates more of what's going to happen in the whole album yes. than either of those two songs. Do. Yep. Because this song runs, it's, it's almost runs in the middle. It's like, it's not this perfect happy ending. And it's also not a breakup song. Right. It is. This was an amazing first date where it's going to go. Well, who knows? Right. right? Yeah. And this is not just an album about perfect relationships. And it's not just an album about heartbreak. It's about everything. And exactly. I think that you're absolutely right. This is like the perfect middle ground song of like, love is very complicated, but it's also very beautiful. And yeah. that's what this album is about. Yeah. It also just has an amazing opening um, hook, I guess. Yeah. Like the, the melody at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I just can't see that being anywhere else on the album and having the same impact or reverse. I can't see any other song having the same impact at the beginning of the album as this one does. So I really think perfect album opener Mm -hmm. really sets the stage for what's to come. It's just a pretty song. It gets you excited for what you're going to hear. I will say that listening to this as the first song on Taylor's version, I mean, I think we already talked about this like briefly in the last episode we did, but I mean, my jaw was on the floor when she started singing. I was like, oh, she sounds so good. Yeah. Not that she ever sounded bad, but yeah. she just sounds so good on this. Yeah. And I feel like it's a little bit lower than than the original. It feels like it is. And I don't know if I... Here's a, a thought I had about that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's in the exact same key, right? Okay. I, I think. I mean, I would have to double check, but I'm pretty sure it is. I, the thing that I noticed about the very beginning of the song is that, so in the original, well, in both, the, the opening lyrics are, there's something about the way the street looks when it's just rained. And the words just rained are like a falsetto kind of thing. Yeah. In the original, 
her voice kind of sounds like it's at the same level for that whole portion. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the second, with the Taylor's version, it feels like she is singing more appropriately. Like she's singing more from her diaphragm. So it's just like a deeper, richer sound. It's not yeah. necessarily the note is lower, but it's much richer. And then the words just rained are this chest voice. Yeah. That's like very magical and light and, and like, fluffy and pretty and so there's just more um what would you call that i guess it's more dynamic Mm -hmm. and i think that just that just comes from how many goddamn years of training (laughs) and hearing people be like she's not a great singer and so then saying well then screw you i'm going to take every singing class in the book and make myself a great singer and she did (laughs) and it's amazing i think there are a lot of parts um of this song where she's um like the taylor's version where her voice is like clearly a lot stronger and Mm -hmm. she can handle the the way the notes change Mm -hmm. better um i think the one that you the part of when the street looks when it's just rain i think also just like the the chorus itself the way that her she's she seems like she's singing a little bit lower than Mm -hmm. originally when i don't know how it gets better than this you take my hand and drag me head first, fearless. Like, yeah. I, it just feels like there's more strength. weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more strength yeah. behind her voice. Whereas it was a little bit, it just we're being fair here, yeah. was a little bit weak on the original Yeah, recording. it was quiet. It was cute. It was pretty. It was yeah. like, oh, you have a nice voice. But it wasn't this like, yeah, just did not have the strength. Yeah. It felt mm-hmm. like she was trying as hard as she could mm-hmm. and you could feel the effort in it where now it feels more effortless. effortless. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. Yep. Yeah. Agree 100%. Um I did want to I wanted to talk to you about like the uh the comparison between the two yes. versions. So mm-hmm. um, I feel like that was a good uh a good start to that. So I'm just going to look at the lyrics. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like by all means. Um call out the ones that that stand out to me. So my little brother, Luke, and I, Luke, who has appeared on this podcast, um, yes. we have like kind of a running joke where if we're together and it has rained, which happens a lot because we live in Pittsburgh, um, <laughs> we will say to each other, like, it's just something about the way the street looks <laughs> when it's just rained. And we say it like tongue in cheek because, I mean, Pittsburgh can be a pretty miserable city. Yeah, it absolutely can. As far yeah. as weather goes. Mm. And like, when it's just rained around here... There is nothing about the way that the street looks that makes me want to go dance no. in a parking lot. <laughs> but I think that this, the opening verses to this song so perfectly like let you into Taylor's world of like, this is what things look like if you're Taylor Swift. Mm. Like she sees a street when it's just rained. She sees a glow on the pavement. She wants to dance in an empty parking lot. Um, I see a street that's just rain. I'm like, I want to go home and put my pajamas on. <laughs> so I just think like her, her viewpoint on life, particularly yeah. at this age when she was writing this is just so romantic. Like yeah. she's finding romance in these like little, little everyday moments where other people would be like, I want to go home. <laughs> Me included. She's like, this is the perfect place to have our first dance. Yeah. Um, I also felt like, and this is now this is one place where I'm a little on the fence about how I feel Taylor's version versus original version. Oh, okay. So when she says, um, I'm trying so hard not to get caught up now, but you're just so cool. <laughs> Run your hands through your hair, absent mind of me, like making me want you. 
the way that she said, you're just so cool on mm-hmm. the original version was like, you could hear it in her voice. Or she's like, oh, you're just so cool. Like, yeah, yeah. like I have such a crush on you. This man who doesn't exist yet because I made him <laughs> up in my head. He's so cool. Um, I felt like it wasn't quite as punchy in Taylor's version. Like she didn't, I didn't feel like she put quite that emphasis on the word cool I gotcha I'll have to listen for that I've never really I've never like that's never caught my ear before but I will listen for it and you know you might be able to attribute attribute that to um I mean well I don't know I mean it's probably we're probably way over analyzing it but it's an interesting point so just one idea that popped into my head is Mm -hmm. we talked a lot about how some of her songs didn't hit as hard because they were sung by someone who was too young for them to have an impact it might be kind of the reverse thing, right? Yeah. Is probably what you were thinking. Yeah, like there is something about how starry-eyed you are when you're in your late teens, early twenties, and you you have you're with a guy who's cool, yeah, and just has a, a whole aura about him, and you can't contain it. You're like, oh my god, he's just so cool. Yeah, and as an adult, we're much less likely to be like if someone's you know asked her, oh hey Taylor, how was your first date with Joe? She probably wasn't like, oh, he's just so cool. Like, she was probably like, he is such a gentleman. He's so sweet. Like, a way more mature perspective. Not that one is better or worse than the other, but maybe that's the reason it just hit differently. (laughs) I think so. And I I feel like that line stood out to me when I was first listening to this as a teenager. Yeah. Because I feel like I remember thinking when I would listen to this, Man, I want to meet someone who's just so cool. Like I, <laughs> so cute. I I want to have something in my life that I can sing this song mm. and feel this way. And honestly, it is a relief to know that she didn't even feel this way about somebody when she wrote this she song. She just made it up. She just made it up because it, it makes me feel better that I'm like, at least I wasn't the only single person <laughs> as a teenager, right? Um, I also just I think this is like a recurring like phrase this is something that she seems to really like the when a guy runs his hands through his hair she does and indeed you know what? Mm-hmm. Me too. That don't is we cool. all we love it <laughs> um listening to fearless taylor's version i can't help but scream and smile as hard as i can and sometimes get a little bit teary-eyed whenever she says i don't know how it gets better than this because how does it get better than this? How does it get better than Taylor Swift taking over her own music and we get to enjoy it all over again for a new, fun yeah. way? Like, it's totally not what the song's singing about, but now it's like, and I wonder if she maybe thought about this when she was recording totally. it. Like, how does it get better than this, Taylor? This is so great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my heart. <laughs> Um, you have very eloquently talked about why the next line, you take my hand and drag me head first. Fearless oh. is so beautiful, so I'm not going to <laughs> be redundant. I do want to mention, though, this is our first time. Well, maybe not our first time, but it's it's certainly one of the most prominent times in this album that we find out about how much she loves to dance in the rain. Yeah. Um, our relationship with rain is, is getting strong in this album. Yes, indeed. <laughs> lots and lots of rain imagery. Dance in a storm um, in my best dress. Oh, it's just yeah. so good. I saw a TikTok recently, and I, I don't remember the user, so I apologize if the user is listening to this. <laughs> but she said that she was in high school when this album came out, and she forced her prom date to take her out into the parking lot turn the headlights on in his car and dance around in the rain with her because she was like, I want to have this moment that I can listen to this song and relate to it. And you know what? Good for 
for her. I love that for her. I know. That's fantastic. Oh, that's great. Um, I okay, so the lead up to this this part of the song where she's it's the second verse. She says, I want to stay right here in this passenger seat. You put your eyes on me mm-hmm. in this moment now. Capture it. Remember it. Mm-hmm. The instrumental part of this song, yeah. I love. And when I was thinking about it driving over here, I thought it almost sounds like a heartbeat fluttering. The way that like the, the music will like cut out for a second and then like drum beat. Kick back in. Uh-huh. Cut out, drum beat. And then, then it launches back into the chorus again. And I was like, I don't know if that was intentional or if I'm just like overanalyzing it, reading too much into it. But it sounds like that. like your heart's skipping a beat whenever the music's like going back and forth. Yeah, which is so appropriate for that moment. Like, I'm going to stay right here and you you put your eyes on me. Like, because yeah. we've all been there, you know, where you yeah. catch someone looking at you a certain way and you haven't seen them look at you that way before. And it is like your heart skips a beat. Yeah. That's really cool. I never thought about that. But I've always, that, that musical moment has always caught my ear because you know it's coming. And like, if I'm, obviously, if I'm at a stoplight and not like while I'm driving, <laughs> I will take my hands off the wheel and like do the drum beat, like, <laughs> like, like smack my hands like I'm playing the drums just because it's so good and you can't help but like drum along with it even if you're not a drummer yeah. I also love that she's saying uh capture it remember it like she's taking a mental picture but she's not she's saying it more poetically than that yes uh-huh um and then so moving on to like the bridge mm. I think it's so cool how this bridge builds and builds and builds with the the vocals and the music and everything my handshake i'm not usually this way but you pull me in i'm a little more brave and then it starts to slow Slow. down a little bit everything gets a little quieter it's fearless and then that that the riff the opening riff yeah and then she does that the beginning of the refrain because i don't know how it gets better than this Mm -hmm. you take my hand and drag me head first bum bum fearless bum bum (laughs) and i just ugh, it's so hard to listen to this song and not just like scream the song yeah it's so fun (laughs) yeah it feels so good i love the way that it just like it goes up it goes down she builds and then she takes it in a little bit okay we're gonna get a little quiet and then we're gonna go back and it's gonna get loud again oh it's just so satisfying it is it really is (sighs) so that was a maybe maybe too long of an analysis girl listen it all came from the heart (laughs) It was all real. I love this song so much. Me too. I think it's a great way to start the album. Um, my rating for this is 10 out of 10. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Listen, on your scale, though, I would have been surprised if it wasn't a 10 out of 10. I couldn't mm-hmm. think of a reason why it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's a really, it is a beautiful song. Beautiful song. Yeah. And it's like the way that you've talked about You Belong With Me and how you're like, it just sounds so much better as Taylor's version. Yep. A hundred percent, I feel that way about this. Mm-hmm. Minus that one word where she says you're just so, <laughs> so cool. cool. <laughs> hey, that's fair. We have to, and honestly, I mean, as if people aren't going to get bored enough just listening to us talk about how great she is ninety nine percent of the time, we have to keep it a little bit interesting yeah. and 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 put the critic lens on occasionally. <laughs> but you're going to get very little of that on this podcast. So. <laughs> Before we wrap up, uh-huh. has there been a song you've been listening to from Taylor recently? Oh, um, well, I have been listening to The Wildest Dreams, uh, uh, Taylor's version a of lot. Of course. Yeah. Actually, I did, um, and, and 
because of that release, I did listen to probably that week. I was listening to a lot of 1989. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a song on that album that I, I mean, I know I've heard it before, but I never really thought about it that much. And I listened to it and I was like, I feel like I'm hearing this for the first time, even though I know I'm not. And it was, um, you are in love. Oh, yeah. It's really beautiful. And yeah, it's a really beautiful song. It is. And, um, it's, I feel like it's a little bit underrated. Yeah. Cause it's not one that comes up a lot in playlists or Mm -hmm. like, you know, that people cite a lot as like being a favorite Taylor Swift song, but it, I kind of reacted to it the same way I've reacted to, um, uh, New Year's it's New Year's Day, right? Yeah. Is it what it's called on Reputation? Yeah. Where it's just this quiet, sweet, um, really p- profoundly beautiful song about just genuinely what it's like to be in love. And it's sort of toward the end of the album. It's like a people, bonus track. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. See, that's maybe why I didn't catch it as much because maybe I wasn't listening to the deluxe version all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I got down there and, and heard that and I was like, I need to listen to this one more. This is nice. It's, yeah, it's such a, it's a good, good song. Mm-hmm. How about you? Um, well, there's I. It's hard for me to choose just one whenever we do this because I I've listened to a lot of Taylor Swift. Are just a real quick insert before you do your. <laughs> you tell me about before you pick one. Our year end Spotify, like what you've been listening to this year, is just going to be all Taylor. <laughs> I thought, we'll talk off mic about this, but I thought it would be fun for us to do a bonus episode where we go through our... That would be fun. Our Spotify wrapped. It's going to be all <laughs> But it'll be interesting to see, yeah. like, what's the top for each of us. Yeah. yeah. We should do that. Make a mental yeah, note. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so the one that I'm going to choose to talk about, I'm going to choose two. I've been restraining yeah. myself, but I'm going to do two this week. So I have found that listening to Reputation in the morning when I get ready for work is like the best possible choice because I am not a morning person. It takes a lot for me to get out of bed in the morning and to like, you know, get dressed and go to work. But when I put reputation on, I just start from the top and it starts with ready for it. I mean, I'm like, all right, I'm awake now. (laughs) And then I have to like reel it in when I start driving to work because usually getaway car comes on while I'm driving to work. And it's like, do not crash your car. <laughs> this is a 25 mile per hour speed limit. Like, take it easy, Jenna. Do we get pulled over um, and then have to be like, I'm so sorry, officer. Getaway car by Taylor Swift came on. I just turn yeah. up the music and be like, are you telling me that I was wrong for speeding to the sun? The other one is um, Hey Steven. Oh, I just classic. love that song so much. It makes me smile when I hear mm-hmm. it. I can't wait to talk about it soon with you. Yes. Because um, I've got a lot of, I've been making a lot of mental notes of like things I want to talk about mm-hmm. with Hey Steven. Um, just catchy as heck. It is. I love Hey Steven. The hums in Hey Steven remind me of the, the La La La's from Gilmore Girls. Yeah. They make me feel, they, they elicit the same response. Yeah. It's just like cozy. Yeah. It makes you feel cozy. I'm yeah. peeking so bad over there. I just saw that. I just saw. I was like, yeah. And it went all the way up to red. Sorry. <laughs> I felt like I needed to just call myself out on that. Our enthusiasm cannot be contained. It can't be contained. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, next time. I think next episode we'll probably just talk about 15 because Love Story is going to need its own episode. Love Story will definitely need its own episode, yeah. Yeah. And 15, yeah. I mean, either we'll rattle on for that one or it might be a nice short episode for once. 
I thought this was going to be a short episode, and it's almost an hour already. Lit. You know what? The song deserved it. Sure did. All right. Well, I've uh, been Carly. I'm Jenna. And this has been Taylor Lovers. And if you want to contact us, please email us at taylorloverspodcast at gmail.com. Indeed. We'll see you next time. See you next time.